All right. Hey, we're now recording. Recording, it's recording. Just... Hello. Hello, okay. everybody. It's just me and Marianne today. Jamal is on assignment, as they say. I like that. Yeah, on assignment. That's a, that's a good. That's a good. Yeah, yeah. Good, good, good. Uh. Without saying what's 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 happening, they're they're busy. They they have other things going on. So. Yeah, that's true. And you know, I was sitting here thinking about this. Do you realize that we've been doing this for over two years? Yeah, it'll be two years like this month, I think, isn't it? Yeah, like two years every single week. We've missed probably in two years. That's 104 weeks. 104 weeks. We've missed maybe, what, four weeks? Maybe, yeah. If that, <laughs> I don't even think we've done that. Like. Yeah. And mostly this is so unusual. Like you have to bear with us, everybody, because this is only the second time Jamal hasn't been here. I, <clears throat> it's so weird that we usually are able to coordinate so that <clears throat> we have that energy to have Jamal with us. And so it's really like there's been times I haven't been here. Todd, you've been here for every single one, right? Like you haven't missed a one. There was one that I, I, I think I didn't. I didn't make it to where I was at at the beginning of it, but I had to leave like 10 minutes in. Yeah. So you've been there, you and Jamal, like I've been the one who's been kind of flaky. And it's so funny because I'm the one who got the group together. Like I'm the one who put the band together type thing. And I'm the one who flakes out. Podcast. I'm like, sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got, you've, both of you have like busy lives, you know? Yeah. And the fact that you're both comedians. But you're also you also both have day jobs, so you yeah. Know, well, for I, me, it wasn't just a day job. For me, that I, I I'm looking back, kind of, you know. I had a, a moment yesterday. It's so weird. I, I asked. I got home today and I asked Romeo. I said, "Have you ever had, like, a song, or a smell, or just, a, like a." elicit a, a memory out of you that hits you like a tidal wave and sucks you back in time. Yeah. Well, I had that yesterday. I had that last night and it made me really not just at first it made me really melancholy because yeah. I was, we were watching uh, American Idol and a song came on and it took me back to my high school days where my high school sweetheart, who I don't know if you remember Lim, Lamb, yeah, I remember that. Was he, Lamb? I mean, uh, I, I couldn't Lemuel, pick him out of the lineup, but I remember the guy's name because it was Lemuel Bryce Forgy the third. Um, <laughs> well, you would you would be able, you know, it's so funny is is that it this yeah, song took me back. It took me back to that time, and it took me back to like the threesome that it was me and him, and we had a third friend who she was a singer. And they were both like, keep it in mind that to, to this day, and, I, and yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I, I went and I Google stalked him. And, um, cause I knew that he went to to uh, to school at, uh, um, in in Eastern Washington. And okay. he ended up getting his master's and he still, he, he pursued his, his career in music, which by the way, he was a, a music savant. So for him, it wouldn't have made, it would have been a total waste. And then, then we go to, to our other friend who she was a train wreck back then. Uh, and then me who was kind of, you know, 
I didn't know about comedy then. So for me to make a sacrifice, I was like, formal about Marianne. You've always, yeah, yeah. And so I figured, and and when you went with the the class, like I have a, a a decent voice. I've been told that I have a really beautiful voice, but I'm so shy about singing. And and as you know, I like I the one thing that makes me terrified is trying to sing karaoke because I have horrible stage fright. I can't even sing karaoke because I have horrible stage fright. I know that's the look I get from people. Wait a minute, hold up, hold up. You mean to tell me you can't get on stage and sing, but you can get on stage and be funny? Oh yeah, absolutely. I have horrible stage fright. I have horrible stage fright. I cannot, cannot sing in in public. Uh, the only time I've ever been able to, in fact, when I was in high school. Now keep in mind, part of it was that um, I had these two singer. I had these two amazing singers, right? Like literally the one, the one guy. Yeah. The first time he ever went to to uh, the competition in, in high school as a freshman, the college professor said, I will give you free voice lessons for life. That's how amazing he was, because he was a savant. And the other person who had this these pipes that would literally, Alanis Morissette would blow the doors off you. I mean, she had just huge pipes. And I don't have that huge of a voice. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't have that huge of a voice, right? And so for me, I was just so intimidated to ever sing around these people because they were so amazing that I literally took an F in, in, in choir because I wasn't going to sing in front of the whole class. I went in the back and I said, give me an F. I won't sing in front of all you people. And I took an F. And so it's so weird. I, and I think about this. So last night, as I was thinking about this, I remember being that age, that 18, 19, that fire that we had in our bellies, that we had, they took our our uh, drama teacher. Some people had, yeah. Yeah, it, well, my our drama teacher, it took me back to this time that the drama teacher was going to be relieved of his duties at our school and they were getting rid of him and bringing in somebody else. And he was a professional actor. And so here you, and his wife was a professional singer. So the three of us went to the school board and we went to the, the uh, director of the schools and we fought to get his job back to keep him because we, oh, wow. we were like, you don't understand. We are performers. We need to be taught by a performer. We need this. This could help all of our careers in our future. Right. And so um, and I, I think about that fire that we had back then. And, and then the decisions that I've made in my life since to, I took a different path where I, when I, I look at these other people that I, these young people, when we were young and, and full of fire and just full of like, had the entire world in front of us and how the one person, which was the guy pursued his dreams. He had, you know, his family had money, so he was able to go to college. We right. didn't, have, our families didn't have money, so that we went to work. Uh, I think she hoed. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. She was, she was kind of a train wreck. She got into drugs and shit, and she, I don't think she ever had kids or anything like that. She just kind of threw her life away, and then she became kind of a nut job. Um, but I think about, do I regret the directions that I, I went? Because now that I'm at that age where, you know, I'm that middle age and I start looking at what what 
path I took versus the path I could have taken. And I think how blessed I am right now. Like, no, I'm not a huge, you can't Google me and find me. You you probably can, but it's not quite the same level of like what you're you're successful. You're just not famous. Right. Right. And yeah. And, but my success to me is, is so like my day job is something I I'm so thankful to have because it's something I'm very passionate about. I love being able to help people and keep them safe and, 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 you know, being able to protect workers as somebody who's had, you know, that I know what it's like to get a phone call if family members not coming home. I know what it's like to work next to somebody who's not going home. And then I know what it's like to not be able to work for several years and not have any income. So for me to be able to, to help other injured workers is very, something I'm very, pa- I'm probably as much passionate about that or more so about that than I am comedy. And so. Makes sense. It was a very much a successful, I like, I have a very, an amazing career and and I have like an amazing partner. It took me all these years to find that, you know, took me 50 years to find it, but by God, I did, you know? Glad you did. And I mean that, I mean, um, you guys are so good to each other and for each other. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you found him and he found you. Yeah. And I think so too, is that like, I look back uh, and, and how, but it was so weird, like it just, just this song that I heard this girl sing was a song that this guy had sang to me, like he played it out on the piano and he sang it to me, right? And and just it stirred all these deep, like oh these flutters of that that first love and all that stuff. But to have right. that whirlwind to suck me like through like through this vortex of time to go back. Like I was that young girl standing next um, at the piano as he was playing it and singing it to me. And so it just like brought up this wealth of, of, of emotions that, you know, and, and I don't know, part of it could be too that I, I'm coming up on the one year anniversary of my sister's passing. And so yeah. I'm looking at a lot of different things from my past and, 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 you know, it's so the your perspective at this point in life is a world of difference than your perspective as a young person and so i guess we're closer to the end of our life than we are the beginning of our life right that's i've been thinking about a lot lately too actually yeah so i saw a post yesterday said that um we are farther away from 1970 than we were to like 1901 back in the 70s. Wow. Uh, and I'm like, is that right? And, and, and honestly, now that I'm saying it out loud, I don't know if I'm quoting that correctly, but, um, but yeah, I just like, holy shit. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. That puts you in perspective when you look at things like that. Yeah. So it's, and like, you gotta keep keep in mind, like uh, like the Jetsons were set in like the early two thousands. Yeah, and you remember how crazy we thought that was when we were growing up, and that in the two thousands that that life was gonna everybody's gonna have flying cars and robots, and you know, and we're not. I mean, we have robots, but no, not so much on the flying cars. Right. Well, here's the other thing that I was think I've been thinking about lately. <clears throat> is 
how all the innovations, I, so I have grandkids and I think about how when my kids, are, my grandkids are gonna be our age and they're gonna go, wow, grandma was alive before they had, she was there when they came up with cell phones, phones and cars, cordless phones, home computers, to have a concept of cordless phones because everybody has a, everybody has a cell phone now. We were, I mean, one of the another meme that's been popping up on my feed lately is, you know, if you were born, in, you know, before 1998 or 1997, realize that you were born before Google. Yeah, before the internet. Before the internet, yeah. I remember when the internet became a thing and how cool it was and how yeah. frustrating it was. Yeah. And the things that we have seen that when we think about our grandparents and all the things that they experienced for the first time, right? Television. Radio. Radio. Yeah, radio. I, I bet you grandma could have told us about when radio became a thing, you know, because yeah. she was in her mid to late 90s when she died 20 years ago. Yeah. 23 years ago. Has it been that long? She died in 99, Marianne, so 24 years ago. Wow, she did. Yeah. She did. She died right before Christmas. But, you know, it, it's so... Evans, yeah. We look at all these different things that we've experienced in our lifetimes and, you know, like how you go back in your role. It's so funny how just a sound, a song or a smell can trigger just long buried emotions and memories and it right. just rips it out of you. And so you sit there and you kind of go, and I was thinking about this, like it's so strange because I've had three great loves in my life, three great loves. Um, one was my high school sweetheart. The other right. one was my my ex-husband, the father of my children, who I still love, I still love. It's just a different kind of love <laughs> yeah. now. And then my husband. And I think about those times in life where like when I was married to my husband about how I, I, remed I, I sat there and thought about what could have been, what could have been, what should have been. Cause I, you know, like with the high school sweetheart, fast forward to today, when I look back and I go, I am so blessed. I'm so lucky because I found the partner that I was meant to have. Like, like this person is, is such the perfect partner for me that, and it took me 50 years to find, you know, and that's something that, you know, yeah. And, and it's always possible, you know, you never know that, that people, you know, they, I went a lot of years being single and living my life, happy living my life alone. And then to find somebody who was so perfect for me, it's just yeah. so funny how, how life it's, I think a lot of it is how you perceive your, your life and your world. If you still believe that there's. Yeah, I agree with that. You have um, to believe that there's still possibilities for, for your dreams. Never give up on your dreams. Never feel like that 
you know, you're too old to have a dream that, that can come true or, or have a dream that, that you will realize, but maybe your dream is going to look a little bit different now than it did 30 years ago. But and, and, and not everybody has dreams that they have aspirations to do things. You know, some of us just are existing, you know, and that's that's it. I don't think I think that you do more than exist. I think that you have dreams. I think you do. I, man, I can I can unequivocally tell you I have no fucking dreams. I have nothing to aspire to do. None. I think so. I think you still aspire to be a podcaster and you're doing it. Podcasting is is not a thing I aspire to do. It's something that I do. It's it's not something I do well, but I do. I don't think so. I don't think that you. I don't think you. I would say that that's fair to say you don't do it well. Who are you comparing yourself to? Anybody who's able to actually monetize their podcast. Okay, that has nothing to do with podcasting. That has to do with marketing. There's a difference. And, and I don't I'm, think I'm not a marketer. I've never been a marketer. I've not been able to figure it in the 10 years I've been doing podcasting. I've never been able to figure it out. And I, I, I gave up on doing that kind of shit a long time ago. I think that for us to compare ourselves, I don't think that we, it's fair for us to compare ourselves to any other podcasters. I think it's fair to only compare us today, how we, how we come across today compared to what we did two years ago. Yeah. And I think that we've come a long ways. I think that, you know, a lot of our success definitely has been Jamal, you know, with a lot of his listeners. I don't know. I'm curious if anybody listens to us for us. I know at least one person who listens, but that's just because, you know, they're the kind of friend that likes to, to, support all their their, their oh, oh yeah yeah I'm, I'm sorry that's not that's you're right it, because you do ha you sorry it's i don't have anybody that listens for me well that's I because you never share anything you don't you don't say hey i'm gonna be podcasting this week check it out it comes on friday or whatever whenever i end up posting and i usually post it when we're done recording so i need to start posting it to my facebook because i do have people that listen to it I do have like my nieces and stuff who are amazing. So that I guess that's the other part of, of my my thing today. I had a conversation with, so I know that I've talked to you and told you that uh, my, my younger sister, Lori, uh, had a brain aneurysm and ended up in the hospital. We thought we were actually, it was pretty traumatic. I thought that um, it was very heartbreaking. I really thought that we were gonna have to take her off life support. And the part about that that's really heartbreaking is that it would have had to have been her adult children, which mm -hmm. she was estranged from her, her children because she was a train wreck. And I'm not gonna lie, she was an absolute fucking train wreck. And um, fast forward to today, because this happened in the beginning of February. So fast forward to today, she's getting out of, she's getting completely released from everything. And her oldest daughter, who's 21, packed up her life uh, in Nebraska and moved to Utah and has got a job and is working her butt off to try and afford to get a place for her and her mom. And she's going to be raising her mom for and putting on her life on hold for a couple of years. And again, like I said, um, Lori's a train wreck. She, she was 
heavy, hardcore into drugs and alcohol and just had no life. And that's why she didn't have her kids. And so, yeah, um, this, this woman, Kaylin is, she's, I call her a woman. She's 21, but she is so remarkable for somebody her age. It gives me hope for the younger female generation about how they've learned things like setting boundaries, healthy boundaries for themselves and, and putting out like, like being able to say, you know, having a goal and working hard to obtain that goal and knowing that they are going to, to achieve it at whatever cost. And it just, when I talk to these young women and there's other women, you know, like my, my nieces and, and cousins that are, are all kind of factoring into this. I am astonished about how far these young women have come since I was their age. Like, we didn't know things like boundaries. Nobody ever said shit like boundaries. What? And nobody and that, ever. That wasn't a thing in our family because everybody was in everybody's business. And then, and then, of course, there was the rumor mill within the family that kind right. of circled through certain well, people. And then being raised Irish and Irish women, Irish women, women in general. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. But being Irish women, you (laughs) were raised to you, the men, you always cater to men and do everything for the men and take care of the men. You don't have a life until your children are grown and you're on your own, you know? And if you're still alive, well, then you can have a life. And so, but for the, and, and boundaries was, I mean, I still don't even understand boundaries. I'm 53 and I don't understand boundaries. I don't know how to set boundaries. I don't know how to tell people what my boundaries are, you know? So all this kind of is coming full circle. So from my reminiscent from when I was that age to dealing with this stuff. So I was like, how astonishing it is to me to talk to these young people who have goals and have aspirations, but to, to also kind of give them a little bit of guidance of like, don't forget that while you take time out of your life and your future, set an end date. Yeah. Set an end date. And you know what? I've 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 learned a few things in the last few years as far as boundaries and and just being able to being able to say no to people that you didn't normally were able to before. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of that came from um, the algorithm on a couple of different social medias that I use. They show me videos that I, and I like a lot of these types of videos, but then they show me other ones similar to it. And some of the ones I've been getting lately have been like how to deal with narcissism, people that are narcissists. So it is like one of the things they said when someone's trying to like manipulate you into doing something, a narcissist, it's like, yeah, let me think about that. I'll get back to you about that. That's a great answer. It takes it takes away that person's control over how they're manipulating you. Another thing I've I've been the algorithm has been showing me a lot lately is is uh, a lot of videos about people who are neurodivergent, and there yeah. are things that I never knew were a neurodivergent trait until I saw these videos. Like, really? Who knew? I mean, I forever, and I I think most people think that the ADHD is just hyperactivity and, and for being forgetful. It's way more than that. So much more than that. Right. There's elements of uh, uh, people that are neurodivergent ADHD specifically, I think, have a lot of problems with uh, – and there's an actual name for it. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But it's basically uh, they're hypersensitive to any kind of rejection. Like oh. they, they, when someone is 
says, hey, I can't do that. I have other plans or I can't do that because of this. They immediately think, well, what did I do? I fucked up somehow. It's right. my fault for saying no. And that's definitely something I, I manage, I'm trying to manage anyhow. I immediately think that I've, I've said something to upset somebody uh, or I've, I've done something, you know. And uh, I didn't know that was even an, an, a thing that was related to being ADHD until I started starting this yeah. video. I'm like, holy shit. And here I just thought I was like, oh, I'm super, super, you know. Touchy-feely, sensitive. Yeah, just my brain just kind of flaps every once in a while. Um, does yeah. that make it, when you, when you hear something like that, does that, do you feel that that makes it, easier to deal with to cope with i well the thing is like i realize i'm not the i'm it's not just me right i i i don't i don't feel as alone in that regard yeah realizing that other people have that same issue and uh i mean it still fucking bothers me but at least i know that it's not exclusively Todd's problem. Right. You know? And if and you know, one of the things that I think is is that being able to for me is identifying a problem. That it is a problem. Like, oh shit. I didn't because it makes you feel a little bit more normal. Like if you're able to at least have a conversation with yourself and you can have a, a like a like that inner dialogue, Todd, it's not you. This is they. They literally had other plans. So, and the, the way you're feeling, this this feeling of rejection, is because of the near, you know, the ADHD. I legit have had to tell myself out loud, they are busy. They have things going on in their life. They have their own shit going on on top right. of having a life, you know. Um, and so I, I, I have to remind myself frequently that it's not me it's not something i've said or done or just in general like and and then it comes to things like uh i've been i've been uh thinking a lot about family lately people i don't have contact with yeah you know? and do i think to myself do i want to reach out not really i mean I think I'm okay not being in contact with them because then it's I'm not I'm not having to deal with whatever it is they're going through. Right. I have my own shit. But uh, you know, I don't need to have their negativity impact my right. brain, which my brain already is super negative as it right. is. Um so yeah, I just I don't I actually was thinking about it yesterday or earlier today, I was like, should I give them a call? Because their birthday's coming up. I'm like, you know what? Um, I might send a text, if anything. But yeah. I'm I'm not gonna go out of my way to have a conversation. Cause at some point I'm sure, you know, other people will come up in conversations like I really don't want to talk about them or I don't want to even deal with them. Text was wonderful. I love texting. I love yeah. texting. I never thought I would love texting as much as I do. Um <laughs> But the so thing you can is, respond to things without actually interrupting what you're doing. <laughs> and and that's just it though, is is that 
I tell people the best way to get a hold of me is text me because if I'm in the middle of something, I can still like text you a quick text back and say, Hey, I'll, I'll give you a call back. Or, you know, it's not that I don't like, like to talk to people. Cause I do, I love talking to people, but it's like you said, there's sometimes I want, you to know, I love you and I'm thinking about you. I just don't want to talk to you. I don't, I, I don't want to have an interaction with you other I than I don't have time for a full conversation, which usually ends in like hours later. <laughs> well, and it's not even this. Yeah. And not even always that, but sometimes it's just, Hey, I love you. And I'm thinking about you, but this is the most I can give you right now is this text. Just don't think that I don't, don't think that I don't love you and don't think that I don't think about you. It's just, I don't have it within me right now to have a conversation with you. You know, and that's, and that's perfectly okay. I think that that's totally acceptable. That's completely okay to say that to somebody that you, I mean, cause you do love your family and you, you do think about them. You want good things for them, but it doesn't mean that you're willing to give up your sanity to talk to them. Yeah. I, that's, that's me setting boundaries. Yeah. You know, and I think that's okay. I think that's, that's, you know, technology, who would have ever thought that it would have, you know, in some ways it makes us more distant and more cut off from people, but in some ways it allows us to have connection with people that we never would have been able to connect with otherwise. Right. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's crazy. So I know we're probably not going to have like a full two hour today. Oh, uh, probably not. And that's oh, okay. Man. So, what was I going to talk about? Um, oh, did you see that, like, both Facebook and Twitter now allow people to buy their blue check mark? Yes, I've heard of that. It's like $15 a month for, for a blue check mark on, on, on Instagram or, or Facebook, and it's $8 a month on Twitter. Yeah, so here's my question. Why? I, I like I I understand that there used to be this there was an exclusivity to having a blue check mark. It's well, it was it was to prove that that is the person who they are claiming to be. Like like businesses and like celebrities has a blue check mark. So us people, us normals knew that that wasn't some random person who was pretending to be that person. You know, and now anybody can spend eight dollars a month and and brand their Twitter account whatever they want. Yeah, yeah, so, that's kind so, of. I'm not, you know, I don't know how I, I feel about. I don't know that. I just think that the only thing that they're going to use it for is bad, you know, and I don't know why. Um, Elon thought that that was a good idea. He's trying to make money. Yeah, he's trying to make money. He knows that people will pay whatever it is they're charging. I think it's eight or nine bucks for for the blue check mark. And it used to be that if you clicked on the blue check mark, it would say verified. This is a this is the person that is whatever. And now it says. Is it's either a verified user or they are they're they're spending to have uh, Twitter blue is what it's called. So Twitter blues, that's funny. Blue, singular, blue. 
blue, Twitter blue. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I guess, you know, if I was a celebrity, I'd be pissed if somebody went and stole my identity. I'd be pissed because they just paid eight fucking dollars to say they're me. Bitch, I had to work my whole life to get to me. I've seen celebrities who had like over half a million followers that weren't verified. Mm. Say, so how do I get verified? I have X number of people following me. And it's like, you got to reach out to Twitter. That's the only way to do it. You can't like just apply for it. Now you can. You can just pay $8 a month and have that blue check mark next to your name. So that blue check mark is meaningless now. Pretty much. Pretty much. I mean, I think, I think at least with the meta version of it, you know, Facebook and Instagram, I think it gives you, it gives you some, um, more than just, uh, having the check mark, it gives you like access to like support and other, um, you know, probably more, uh, uh, your, your posts get pushed out more people who are paying for it, get, get anything they post pushed out to more people than people who are just trying to work the, the algorithm. And uh, same thing with like other, uh, they don't have like blue, you can't pay for blue check marks, but you can you can pay to boost your post and your videos right. on other uh, platforms. And the only reason why I've never done is because I, I can't afford to. I mean, if I if I could afford to throw throw money away to, to get more views and get more likes and more followers and then See, that's the thing. When it comes to, like, social media and, and trying to be, like, uh, an influencer or whatever, you know, trying to make money with doing social media, you have to have a certain number of followers before you can even do the monetization of things. You have to have 10,000 followers on any of the platforms in order to have access to the, the fund, as they call it. You can make money with your posts. Hmm. So, I mean... But yeah, I mean, on Facebook, I think you have yeah, it's ten thousand followers, and then you can like, you can uh, you can do well as it stands now with the Facebook th- setup I have, I can get like like uh, stars as they're called, or people like send tips. But that's if you do like live videos or if you do reels, which are the short form, three minute videos, you can get uh, stars. But that's if people want to do it, you know, and. Then, Again, I'm not a marketer, so I have no idea how to get people to, to do those things. Yeah. I, w- I wish <laughs> I wish somebody I wish somebody knew how to do that shit. I don't. Yeah, right. <clears throat> and that's the problem is is that it's, it's the I only way it's the only way we're gonna grow the podcast is if we know how to do some marketing and get get more. Yep. And I remember a long time ago talking to uh, Ty Burnett, we were having a conversation and <clears throat> for those <clears throat> who don't know who Ty is, he's, he's been, uh, he's a comedian from, he started in the Seattle area. He's, he's been, been in a, a couple of years back, wasn't it? Or huh? Was it the last, last time standing was a long time ago. He, most recently he was on America's Got Talent. What I was talking about, America's, America's Got Talent. He was on there like last year, a year before. Yeah. And then he's also been on, you know, Jay Leno three times. Yeah. Um, he's been on TV and anyways. And he's, he's had a, a reoccurring role on a, on a TV show recently, didn't he? 
Yeah, I believe so. And so one of the conversations that we were having was that there's nowadays there are people who are on TV and in um, getting like uh, all these specials that aren't as funny as people who aren't getting it. The only difference that they have is that they're better at marketing. And I said, yeah, exactly. Stop and think about it. Of course they're going to, because if they can get a bigger audience, that means they're going to get bus and seats. There's more money to be had. It does. It means that you don't have to be the funniest anymore. You have to be the best at marketing as well as being funny. You know, very few, like some of the funniest people I've ever, ever met in my life would never get on stage. They're yeah. not a comedian. They're not comedians. There's a difference between somebody who's funny and somebody who can get on stage and tell jokes. There's a difference. Yeah. And I get, and, and being able to be a wordsmith, like there's people that I am so jealous of, like, like Romeo blows my mind with how fast he can respond to something. Like, boom, he can have an insult like that quick. Yeah. And it, it so I can be fast, but not that fast. And I don't usually think on that kind of same kind of level. I, I used to be able to to have quips and come back at people or saying things to me, but I, I it's not something I do anymore. You know, it takes I, and you have to be around people. Yeah, it helps to be around people that are quick. You know, allows you to kind of keep you know in practice and whatnot. And I'm not around people like that anymore. So yeah, bouncing off of other people it helps a lot too. You know. I was actually talking to someone just a couple of days ago about like uh, podcasting and doing it by yourself versus doing it with a group of people or one other person. And let me tell you, uh, talking to myself um, for an hour, it was it was it was getting difficult to talk about stuff. I was looking for articles on the computer and I would read the title of the thing and then talk about it for a few minutes and then work on to the next thing. And after after doing it for a few years, I got tired of doing it by myself. And it's like, you know what? I'm I'm done with this. I'm not having fun anymore. And that's when you and Jamal are like, hey, we want to do a podcast. I'm like, okay, yeah, that that could be fun. I mean, having two other people on there to 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 talk to and bounce off of and you know riff off of or whatever, you know, that's that can be fun. That would be engaging, and people would like that. You know, it was definitely, you know, it was a time that absolutely it was a it was at the right time um, because and, and I feel you. I there was a few times that I was at the radio show when I was doing the, the radio show and I was there by myself because nobody else showed up. So I'm there for an hour by myself and I'm like and I was playing music. Right. I was playing music in between and I'm like, holy hell. And I, of course, I had to be clean and. And so I would try and find, you know, interesting topics to discuss, but I also wasn't prepared for it. Like I literally got thrown into me. I, I got there and I'm like, where is everybody? And like nobody's showing up. And and so I'm like literally having to get on air, set everything up by myself. But I, I applaud you for being able to have done it for as long as you did. And, and because you did have a passion, but I think you do have a passion for it. You just sometimes that you just have to see that sometimes the, that thing that you want, maybe it takes a different turn in a direction than what you were expecting. And I really do believe in, in us. I believe in our podcast. And I believe that this is something 
like I fought for this. I fought to stay here because I know that it would have been easy for me when I got into a relationship and it was right at that time that I was getting into the relationship because I was already been doing the radio show for over a year. And then I got, you know, the pandemic and then I was in, I was getting into a relationship at the same time and, and the pandemic. And then we decided to break away from the radio show because Jamal and I were doing the radio show and we just, it wasn't the right format for us. Right. And, and so we we kicked around the idea of a podcast and I know you and I kind of talked about it previously. And I said, look, this is an idea that time has come. This is because there was times that like I would record where I was on the, the ferry, you know, or I'm driving down the highway and, and recording. Right. Right. And, you know, because this had a flexibility that the radio show didn't give to us. And so plus we we got to be authentically true to ourselves, who we honestly are. None of us have to pretend to be something we're not. You're not having to censor yourself. You're not like, oh, shit. I, oh, shit. I said it again. Shit. Fuck. Okay. You know? <laughs> right? And that's just how we are. I mean, I realized that, you know, there's times that, like, I told the deputy general manager of this 56,000 employee company, I was like, yeah, but they don't understand. I'm tenacious as fuck. And then I realized I probably should not have said that to this suit, you know? Right. Maybe that wasn't the best verbiage, but goddamn it, I'm me. <laughs> you know? I drop f bombs. You know what? That's who I am all day, it's, every day. The funny thing is, is as a podcast, we probably could get our show on a radio station. We just would have to watch our language. We would have to. Either that or we, we would have to spend time editing and finding all the uh, F-bombs and whatever else that are yeah. not really friendly. And I, when I did my, my original podcast, I had someone reach out to me and say, hey, we want to put your podcast on our, on, our, on our channel, but you have to edit yourself. I was like, yeah. I, you know what? I don't, I don't go out of my way to swear, but the only reason why I mark my, my podcast as explicit is because I don't want to have to edit out the, every time I've said the word fuck. Yeah, you know, I just don't want to do that. If you want to, if you have someone who wants to edit it, go right ahead. I'm not doing it. I don't yeah. care. And that's just it, though. It's just, I think really for us, just, I bother. But for us to be, this is the one time where we get to be 100% authentically ourselves. Right. We we have frank conversations. We talk about things that come across our minds, and like Jamal always says you are offended by something we said, just remember, it's not about you, you know? And that's, you know, I, I love to kind of take a look and see how far we've come and some of the different adversities and just some of the different challenges that we've, we've dealt with. Right. And, and the growth that we've all of us had on doing this. And yet the commitment two years later is still there. We still have the commitment to be here. And that says yeah. a lot. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that, you know, uh, we really, I think we've only not done an episode maybe twice in the, in the two years we've been doing this. And that was because um, everybody's schedules were, were so chaotic that we couldn't so mesh them up at all at any point in time during the week. You had this day off. I had something happening that day. We could do it this day, but Jamal was busy that day and couldn't do it. It was so we couldn't we couldn't schedule around it. Yeah. I mean, like, 
this week we're we're doing it on Thursday instead of Tuesday because you know life happens too yeah it was just too much in the beginning of the week and you know I mean we look at these things and that's what we we have that flexibility amongst us but I think that the one thing is is that the biggest takeaways we're still having fun we're still having fun about this we still have topics that we get to talk about and things that you know are relevant to us and whether they are to anybody else or not I hope that they're at least entertaining that's you know so you know our rants or <laughs> Marianne, if if we can make each other laugh, other people are gonna find it funny too. I mean that's that's basically the, the that was how I sold doing a podcast to to the in my original show with the, that, that friend I had is like we have these conversations every week anyways. Might as well hit record and then share that conversation with other people, and then if they enjoy it, they will share it with other people. And it will grow. And uh, and at some point, if if we have a big enough following, we might be able to monetize it. But again, I don't. That's the thing. I I know nothing about that kind of stuff. And I've tried everything I've seen other people do, and it doesn't seem to work for me. It does work for them. Maybe yeah. there's more than I'm seeing. But you know, well, I think it's probably what it is. More. They're doing more. Than, they're doing more than I'm seeing. So doing like, more. And and the other thing too is is just the ten being tenacious and not giving up and that's one of those things that i i look at this too think about this kind of this conversation kind of coming full circle is that how fucking cool would it have been if we could go back and listen to recordings of our moms having conversations like this or our grandparents, right? Or great, great grandparents. Right. And How be- cool to find out some of the different things that, you know, okay, these people are fucking weird. They talk about their butt stuff a lot, you know? <laughs> oh, come on. Those those conversations, yeah, they're, they're very juvenile, but they're funny. And I, they're so entertaining. I love them. Don't get me wrong. I love those conversations. And you know, you know, someone's sitting there watching this. Did he just say butthole sixty times? <laughs> <You know? laughs> and they and they'll they're likely to like rewind and go one, two, three, five, six. Dude, slow down. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know what? Why are they talking about this again? You know, this is funny. That is why I absolutely freaking loved Two Broke Girls. Romeo looked at me one day. He goes, do you realize that almost every episode they talk about butt stuff? And I was like, damn, I wish I would realized that five seasons ago, you know? And yes, like every single episode they talked to, they threw something, it slipped something in about, you know, talking about butt stuff. And it was so so hilarious you know and so i and i'm so sad that that's one of those things that we did like we came to an end we we watched the final episode which really sucked because i don't think they knew that it was going to be the final episode probably not yeah i don't think it i don't think it ended air quotes i think it was canceled and it was probably canceled because of the pandemic and they just couldn't make it work so. Which is so sad because it was such a freaking hilarious show. I really had 
a lot of respect for all the characters that they had in there. That yeah. they had all those the main characters from the first episode to the last episode. None of those main characters changed. Six none, of, none of them died off mysterious or moved away. It's like nope. uh, have you have you watched Call Me Cat? No. Is that with her? It's uh, no, it's uh it's a show on Fox. It's it stars Miami Miami. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Who played Amy Farrah Fowler on Big yeah. Bang. She has um a ca- a cat cafe and it centers around her and her her friends and coworkers and her mother who's like this itty bitty little lady and then um uh Leslie Jordan was in the in the cast of that show and he's a little tiny little southern guy who's very flamboyant and uh he died this last year he had gotten yes. to a accident yes so but the way the way they handled his departure was so touching like at the end of every episode they 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 all come out in front of the of the audience and bow that episode they all just huddled around each other and gave each other a big hug and it was and the, the and they said well we wanted phil his character to be off on his own adventure we didn't want him to just abruptly stop being on the show. Yeah. I thought that was so fucking cool. And I like how they, at the end of every episode, they all come out and stand in front of the stage and bow and say thank you to people who are watching and those in the crowd. Like that's a, it's, a, it's a cute show. It really is. That's actually yeah. kind of cool. You know, you don't see too many shows that are broadcast in front of a live audience anymore. Well, I mean, that show reminds me, I mean, the silly stuff that happens is is it's classic sitcom stuff, but how they end every episode reminds me so much of like the Carol Burnett show where everybody comes out and they all like bow and they they wave and, hug and stuff. But you know, yeah, and Mia, Mrs. Brown does the same thing. Yeah, great yeah. show. Yeah, and I think that that's that's such a a great tribute to saying you know thank you to the audience for being there. Yeah. I think that's the that's the one thing that uh, Call Me Cat doesn't do is doesn't kind of like allow them to show the the fuck ups and just start over mid mid recording, you know, yeah. like like Mrs. Brown, which I I still think is one of the things I like about that show. Is like, did you mean to say that? Shit, let me start over. Okay, <laughs> so. right, and I I love that because it, it they are continually breaking that third wall, and. As an as somebody who or the fourth wall, the fourth wall, sorry, and, and they're breaking that fourth wall and making it more like they're inviting you in, like you're not just watching, you're participating. At right. That and, and so, and kind of, I always equated that to like how movies used to show the blooper reels during the end credits. Yeah, that's kind of how it feels to me, anyhow. Um, but more because you stop and think about how that character has to think on their feet and yeah. call them out, still stay in character, do that back up and then start over type thing. How hilarious that that makes it even more funny because I, it's so more yeah. it's it's more at that point it's it's more like you're improving. Yeah. And so to be able to pull that off takes a lot of talent to do that. Yeah, I mean, 
there's not many shows that can do that though as a thing i think there's a lot of shows that i think it would take away from the show if they were to see the number of times people flubbed a line or whatever and they're not having fun with it. They're like, oh, fuck, dang, I can't believe I did that. And then they start over, let's do this again, kind of thing. But uh, I think that's part of what makes that show so funny is that they they allow people to see, you know, the... the oh, the other thing that, Mrs., uh, that, that they do on Mrs. Brown is, like, the creator of the show who plays Mrs. Brown will put lines for certain characters to say to watch them stumble over it. Yeah, yeah. Those are hilarious. Do you want to say that again? No. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to say it? And they, of course, you know, re- recite the line flawlessly. It's like, of course you did it flawlessly. You wrote the damn thing, you know. Yeah. So, and it's always it's always the guy who plays Dermot that has to say those things. Yes, I love that character. I love that character. Well, but it's uh, is a, is a, a great show. You know, it, and it's kind of an innocent kind of show. It doesn't have, you know, I, I like that. You know, for me, I'm not somebody who's into drama. Oh, God. I have enough drama and high drama and stress in my life that at the end of the day, I'm not watching drama. I don't give it's two shits about your entertainment. Yeah, I I, I I, understand that 100%. I'm, I'm not about drama shows. I don't. Yeah. I think the only shows that I like that are considered dramas are the ones that have like a whodunit feel to it. So you have to figure out at the end of that, every episode, those ones are fun. It's yeah. the ones. Yeah. I, 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 that's something I think once I got into my forties and fifties, I just don't care about other people's drama. I don't want to watch it on TV. I don't want to be a part of it. I don't want to be included in it. Leave me out. No, I tell people all the time, look, I'm allergic to drama. I am. I break out in hives, and I, I have to leave. No, ooh, ooh. I'm sorry. You smell like drama. I need to leave. I'm allergic. I think just because of our upbringing, where we are surrounded by it all the time. Oh God, you know, and that's just it, though. It's just that there's some people who get so addicted to that drama that they have to have that drama in their life, and I'm not one of them. Um, I have enough adventure and excitement in my my day life my my day job that i i looked for ways to look for making sense out of chaos and making things yeah. you know n- not have drama and to have things that aren't going to go wrong and have things go the way they're they're planned to go and because yeah. if they don't there could be catastrophic accident you know consequences so for me at the end of the day I dump all that stuff on my way home so that when I get here, I have like two hours at the end of the day to call me. And I'm not spending it around some fucking drama, especially made up drama on television. Right. I started to watch, and I think I got a, I got an episode and a half into it, into the show on Netflix called beef. And Mm. shit, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's two people that are having like, some sort of mental health breakdown or something in their life where they're hyper-focusing on something that happened, thinking that it was happened to them. And then it wasn't necessarily to them. They were just, the other person was having some sort of issue and just happened to be in the same vicinity kind of thing. And so like in the, in the first episode and a half, what happens is a person's trying to return some things to like a, a like a hardware place 
couldn't do it because he didn't have the receipt. So he's like fucking steaming over that. God damn it! Freaking out in his car. I mean, he puts his car into reverse and starts to back up, and someone pulls is is driving by behind him and then lays on the horn for a solid ten seconds. And of course, that guy just starts to like foaming at the mouth, and the, the rest of the episode is him chasing that person down to show them. Fuck you. It was your fault kind of thing. And then all this shit happens and there's all this online stalking trying to find out who did what and where and why. And, and like I said, after a, an episode and a half, I was like, I'm, I've had enough of the show. I can see how this is going to end. It's not going to end well. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. But, uh, and I think, you know, that hits a little too close to home for me because I've seen a lot of people and heard a lot of stories about people's mental health breakdowns, especially during this pandemic and the catastrophic consequences that people have had from those. Like we have, they said crime in, in Seattle has rose 50%. Wow. Violent crime has risen 50% in like the last two years. Yeah. Since we moved to Sumner. Yeah. Romeo. Hello. Disembodied voice of Romeo. Oh, there he is. Yeah. And so, and a lot of that is, I think, is absolutely attributed to mental health issues is from the pandemic and stuff. And so I am not about watching a, a, a movie or a TV show that highlights all that shit when I can just turn on the news. Watching someone unwind m mentally and then just uh -oh. watch them That's completely lose their shit. Not yeah, a, it's like, uh, yeah, it, it, for me, it definitely hit home because, you know, uh, living at my uncle's house, the youngest of his boys was, uh, he's mentally diminished in, in, in certain ways. He's paranoid schizophrenic and, you know, was, last I, you know, heard from them, they were, they were in a facility. So, because wow. they were getting, they, they would get violent when things didn't go their way. So I, I, yeah, and I, I, I feel bad because I really wanted to be able to help him and, you know, you know, be able to be around people. And, and he had, yeah, so I'm not going to get into, into his backstory, but yeah, watching this show, I was thinking about him and his brother and my brothers for that matter. Yeah. And going, wow, this is way too close to my, my family. I, yeah. I don't need to watch any more of this because I know how this kind of stuff ends. I've lived yeah. it. Yeah. And that's just it, though. It's just I think that a lot of people, they think it's entertaining because they haven't had to live it. They haven't had it in their yeah. in their, their living room live. And, you know, when you experience that, it leaves a definitely a mark. And, mm -hmm. um, it, and it does. It changes you as a person and it, it leaves you with PTSD. And, and, you know, there's just a lot of things that we've all experienced in our, our jumpy. Our, yeah. 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 And so for me, I strive very, very hard to have a peaceful life. Like I yeah. don't put up with the drama. I don't put up with the bullshit. You're over here saying that's not true. That is no, true. No, I didn't say that wasn't true. Oh, I was I was agreeing with you. Yeah. I don't put up with. We don't do the drama, and yeah. our house is very quiet and peaceful. And the only time it's not quiet and peaceful is is like when we have all the grandkids and we have a dinner and we that's have a kind of chaos. 
Yeah, yeah. Like, we're looking at this weekend, you know, Todd, you're not coming because you would lose your mind. There's going to be like 16 kids and like 20 yeah. adults. I think I would be there for maybe 10, 20 minutes if I did you show up. You would lose your shit. You would lose your shit. You could all, all the small children are going to be here with Yeah, so we, we're looking at... We're giving them guns. Like, and... eight-year-old is the oldest. You're giving them what? Guns. Like, they're Nerf guns. To shoot. Oh, Nerf guns. I was like, yeah, we're just giving our grandkids guns. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's well, a... oh, we have... I told you about I told you about Purdy's Public House, right? That has the old school yeah. arcade, and they also have a um, they have a uh, well, okay. claw. It's a claw machine. They have a claw machine. They have two different claws machines. One is for candy. You're in till you win, and the other one, we have an addiction. We Romeo and I, we we have a gambling thing. I know. Uh, well, this is worse. This is worse. Um, no, we do have a gambling addiction, and we, we're bingo addicts. We know that, but this one kind of ties into that addiction. It kind of like it, it kind of is like a gambling addiction, huh? Yeah, we, playing the claw machine—it's definitely because you're throwing away money on on things that cost less than a dollar. You're not throwing away money. You win something every time. Oh, and, geez. Okay, well, yeah, that's this good. Is, you're in till you win, and Todd, we have a duck addiction. It's a duck addiction. Yeah, you have you have little squeakers, don't you? Little... Yeah. <laughs> and when they say no ducks were given, you had those out from Easter last year. Well, those ones we bought at the dollar store. Okay. okay. These are different then somehow. These ones are not the same. All of them are different. Okay. Oh, do they have like different clothings and different looks and stuff? Yes, and they're wild. Like some of these ducks. Shouldn't tell you about uh, Archie McPhee's then. So, this is our duck collection. Yeah, Archie, Archie McPhee sells those. We've won so yeah. far. These aren't even all of them. No, it's not. That's all what's of them. sad. That's what what? Sad. you've won. Yeah, we've won all these. Holy shit. We won all of these ducks. I'm looking for one in particular, but I want to show you because these ducks. See, that's one. Hold on. This is one of the ducks. You need to put it up there longer for me to see. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. That, those, are the, those are the types of ducks you'd find at Archie McPhee's. They yes. have like giant bins of these things. Yes. So these little ducks, that was an alien. There's a clown. The clown. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, nice. A little clown duck. So well, all of them are different. They're all these. Be mine, a Valentine one. Um, this is the a owl. bird one. It's an is owl. That, is that an owl? Yeah. There's oh, a. Oh, this yeah. one here is a, a dragon duck. Oh, that's perfect for you guys. You guys. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> when I say we have a duck addiction, we see all these little ducks, and what happens is there's they they know how to load these little claw machines. With the cool ones poking on the side, so that you got to move all the ducks around them to get to. Them. And if you do it right, when they first load the machine, you can get a twofer, which means you get a lot of two for one ducks on the, that claw. The way I was told how to play those games is you don't try to pick it up with the claw; you put the claw behind them and drag it across the, until it falls into the hole. Well, we tried that. We, that we've been trying. We've been trying everything. Believe you me, we got a problem. We got the we got the claw to swing and fling it and. 
We do. We have an addiction. This is our newest addiction. Yeah, that's and, that's, the, that's only thirty. And it's not just us. It's not just that's us. That's thirty. That's thirty ducks. That's now, thirty ducks. Adults. So that's thirty so ducks. Thirty um, ducks. How much money did that cost you? A dollar each. Uh, no. Some of these were two first. So probably know, but, about. But but normally a dollar each. About twenty six bucks. That's normally a dollar each because no because sometimes we don't get them. No, you earn until you win. I know you get until you win, but. You know, you get your two first, and then, you know, you're not satisfied with that one, so I end up giving that one to Gail. Let's find another one I, I want, you know. Oh, so, I see what you're saying. You see what I'm saying? So we, you yeah, know. We give them 30- to the little kids that right. are there looking. Right, right, right. We, get, we give them a dog. They get to the one that, that you know. I've been, trying for this, I've been trying for the one with the cowboy hat, so I get that one, and. Yeah. Oh my God! I gotta get that one. It's the, the and we get we had to get five other ones to get to that one. So they're all down in the machine, and we pull that one out and give the other ones away. So, and it, but it's, it's not so just it's us. It's still about thirty bucks. It's 30 not bucks us. For thirty dollars. It's not just us with this stuff. I, I, I legitimately thought it was gonna be more than that. I I was like, these guys are probably sitting. Well, hours trying to get that one duck and they haven't got it. I give me another dollar, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's, that is us. And it's not just us though. So my ex-husband and his wife have a duck addiction too, and they have about as many ducks as we do. You know, you know, you can buy them on Amazon, right? Well, well, it's not no, the same. That's not, that's it's not, not the fun. Who wants not, to buy them? You can go to Archie McFee's and just. There, there's no fun in it that way. You gotta win them. I think what you should do, that's you should right. get yourself a, a claw machine for your living room and just put all your the toys you get from that place and let the kids play with it. Well. You them. know, that that would be nice, but you know, yeah, I still like, you know, playing the claw machine and winning something that I didn't buy. Yes. So then what we're gonna do is didn't buy it though. <laughs> you I did. did I did buy these though, but <laughs> but it's the game portion of it that you like. So I, you gotta understand I have three ducks in my car that they're actually kind of practical. They tell me if I'm driving crazy. Because if I take too sharp of a turn, they go flying across the. But the one duck that's the the first duck that ended up in my car is a queen. Okay, so she's got a crown. She's mm-hmm. got a uniform, the outfit on, the pearls. She sits in the middle of my dashboard, and oh, then I have an alien on one side, and then I have a unicorn duck on the other side. The unicorn duck is the one that's off center, so that's usually the first one to go flying. And it's usually a hard stop, and they'll fly to the the dashboard, and I'll have to like reach over, reset. Go fuck. (laughs) And so, but when the queen duck goes for a fly, I'm crazy driving, and I need to check myself. Like the queen duck, it was funny. She actually rolled across my dashboard one day. She rolled clear across my dashboard, and my window sill on the on the passenger side of the driver's side is actually kind of a wide sill. She rolled all the way around the dashboard, rolled over onto the windowsill, spun around, and it was like she was staring at me like, Slow down, bitch. <laughs> you, you need to check your driving. Do you see me over here? I flew clean across the car. So um, uh, we're we're at about a, a, an hour and seven minutes. Do you want to keep going or do you want to wrap it up? We're going to wrap up. I got to have a life tonight. So, yeah. But I definitely... Uh, we have talked, I know that when I was talking to Jamal, we were talking about maybe going back to recording on Sundays or picking a different time or something like that. So yeah. I think that, you know, that's something that we need to kind of revisit again. And that's probably what we'll do. But so, when, 
after we were done recording at the theater, he's like, you know, we're, we're going to talk about maybe switching days again, which is fine. I just want to know when and what time. And that way I'm not sitting here going, where is everybody? I know. So <laughs> let's talk about how we always wind up. What have you been binge watching? Ooh, I was watching. I was just watching The Bionic Woman. What? Nice. On Roku. The old one? The, the new one. It's a what, new, a new Bionic one? Woman. There was one that came out about five years. Actually, it's probably closer to eight years ago now. Came out like 2013, 2014. I don't know. It was on Roku, and it was advertising the Bionic Woman. I'm like, what? And I put it on, and it's a new Bionic Woman to me. Is it good? Um, Yeah, actually, it is. It's pretty I, good. I never watched the new one, but uh, I didn't hear anything bad about it. it just was... I'm watching it right now. I'm on the second episode. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll have to I, I started it when it was in here, so if you want to watch it, we can watch it. How, how long is the episode? Half hour? Um, about an hour. Oh. I like a half hour. Uh, about, I think it's about 40 minutes, the first episode. 40. Because I'm on the second episode, and you've been in here for what? An hour or hour and a half? Yeah. Now? No, it's only been an hour. We're at an hour yeah, and a half. Yeah, I'm on a second episode, yeah. Maybe it is only half hour. Hmm. I've, been, I've been re-watching Bones. I have that on the Plex server. I've been watching that. And then, of course, new episodes of uh, of The Mandalorian have not been dis- not, have not disappointed in any way, shape, or form. We haven't watched any of them yet. We watched one. one. We haven't. We watched, I think we watched one, but we haven't. We need to sit down and start. We're going to kind of binge watch them. Oh, no. There was, there's at least one episode that seems like it's a sidestep from the, the main story, but it gets back to, like, Grogu and Dindran on the next episode, but those last two episodes were fucking awesome. Uh, the one before yesterday uh, had had a very A team feel to it. Like all these Mandalorian came in to rescue, and there's you know explosions, people doing backflips, and you know you know car chases and types of shit. And and then this last episode was pretty action packed, but it had. Uh, a little, a little, a little more drama in like uh, two groups. Two separate How many episodes is it so far? Uh, this episode seven came out yesterday. So seven episodes, okay. So, so there's three more episodes to the end. Mm. Ten episodes per season. That's but, great. Uh, okay, I gotta go. I gotta go eat. I gotta yeah. go start cooking. But yeah, yeah it's. Uh, I'm gonna up so I can go eat too. I, I wish you guys actually watched it on a weekly basis. That way we can kind of like, oh my God, did you see all that? And that was so cool. And when that happened and Grogu did that and this, be awesome. I, but no, I, you have to be the binge watching type. It's okay though. And by the time you did the end of it, I forgot that you ha- you watched them all. I know. Well, and the thing is though, it's just for me, it's just that. <clears throat> you don't have time. I understand. Time. Time, time, and I have to budget my time more than most people budget money. You know, it's something that when I look at eight o'clock, like right now, I have to be in bed in 15 minutes and I haven't eaten, eaten dinner yet. And I still got to wash my face. And yeah, so because four o'clock comes really early in the morning. And today I freaking slept in until 5 30. Morning. Ooh, that's sleeping in. Holy shit. So when you think about that, you know, it's something that I have, you know, and it, it's, it's a trade-off, but it's, it's something that, um, 
Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, I'm very fortunate that I love what I do, but like I said, it's also an hour plus drive each way. So yeah. that's on top of everything else. So it just makes things a little bit, you know, um, and, and I'm not trying to sit here and go like, bore me, bore me. That's not it at all. I'm just saying that, you know, I just have a different kind of schedule. So, you know, but. But no, I want to, I, I want to say one thing about this, this last episode. You remember the robot from I think season one, RG eleven. Yes. Well, and have you seen all of the movies? Like the the last three episodes, they have like Ray Skywalker and all that. I don't know if I have. See, like the the, the little guy who's about this big who who uh, reprogrammed C three PO. Oh, okay, yeah. One of those creatures took IG-11 and turned him into like a little uh, you know, controlling you know, Grogu sits inside of his chest and walks him around like a like a little robot mech and it has buttons for yes and no it was so funny, uh, Grogu's walking around the room to see yes, yes, yes yes, 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 yes and every time Mando says don't do that he's like no this is so cute. <laughs> you guys are missing out, man. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I, w- I do want to watch. I am going to watch. <clears throat> I'll make him watch it with me. So as for what I might binge watching. Yeah, what have you been binge watching? Um, or what's American the last thing you did? American Idol. Really? Yeah. I kind of like some of the, when they're doing that, um, I like listening to the different singers and stuff. They do have some raw talent of people that are singer-songwriters. That's one thing that I saw this time that, you know, you don't see that so much. And it's really amazing to to see these people who have written these different songs. And you go, God, I could really hear that on a radio right now. And, you know, you... You wonder, like, hopefully they're not going to make it far so that they can actually have a different career. Because you know that other people are watching for their talent, too. So, Yeah. And the people that don't win don't necessarily just fade away. They get opportunities because they're on a show. Uh, Look at, um, oh, my God, Jennifer Houston. Yeah. And uh, Kelly Clarkson has her own TV show. Yeah. Kelly Clarkson won, though. She was the first winner. Oh well, she. I, I yeah. mom watched it. I, I think the the one time I was watching it with her was when uh, that guy William Hung was on the show, and he was there as basically someone to laugh at because he was so terrible. People were just like, "He's so god awful. Why is he on the show?" Because it's a train wreck, and it's fun to watch those. Yeah. But uh, yeah. I think the the only reality show that I watch like religiously is uh, The Masked Singer, and it's largely because I want to know who's singing that song. And uh, you know, you always know that the person who gets like voted off immediately, you know, is because they they're just they're not singers and they're they're super famous. Right. And like the last one that came up, there was it was just god awful. I was like, I know exactly who this is, and they're going to be voted off tonight. <laughs> that was William <laughs> Shatner. Yeah, 
William Shatner came out and he started doing his spoken word version of a song. I was like, oh, that's Shatner. <laughs> He's getting voted off tonight. He's terrible. But uh, yeah, it's a great show. The costumes are amazing usually. And the I people- love the costumes. I love the costumes. I've seen Mass Singer a few times. And I think like the first two seasons when I actually had TV and stuff and, and before the world shut down. And I actually enjoyed it because of that same reason. The costumes were amazing. It also had kind of a, 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 a whodunit kind of sleuthy thing, too, where you could kind of put together some different clues if you knew the people. But Yeah. You know. And I've I've been right three times in the last nine seasons. <laughs> so it's not an easy Have thing to guess. Have you been that many seasons? Nine? Yeah, because they do like two seasons per year, I think. Wow, that's insane. All right. We got to wrap up. But um, I... Got to end this the way we do. As Marianne always says, make good choices. Do good things. I mean, make good choices. And, and yeah, dang it. And then <laughs> if there's anything that we said tonight that offended you or upset you. All I can say is just remember, it's not about you. And we miss you, Jamal. We want you to come back as soon as you can. Word. <laughs>